This is CNT Talk. Every week, two friends debate the issues of the ages as we agree to disagree. It's never politically correct, but it's always entertaining. Join us tonight so you can sound knowledgeable at work tomorrow. We're smacking you upside the head with the hammer of truth. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Uh, I want to talk about a topic that... um, uh, it just it's a personal topic for me right now um and that's words matter uh i grew up with the sticks and stones may break your bones but words will never hurt me and it wasn't that words can't hurt because they can emotionally harm you they can't physically harm you but they can emotionally harm you um but i mean you know in the last 20 years or so you've you hear more about your words are violence that the words you use to some people uh, are equivalent to a punch or a kick or a weapon. Um, And it's not that words don't have power because they do. But I think a lot of the times some of that power comes from allowing that word to have power in your life. Um, If somebody calls you a derogatory term, I'm not going to use any, but if somebody would, that doesn't make it true. It simply makes it somebody's ejection of words. Uh, they may not even believe it, but they say it to harm. So when people use certain words, they say them to harm you, um, to degrade you, to diminish you, maybe in the hope of raising themselves up, which never really works, but they think it does. Um, if they make you look less, then maybe they look more. Uh, it doesn't work, but some people feel that way. Uh, so it's not that those words aren't impactful, because they can be. Um, words can make you a call to action. They can raise you up. If somebody's very proud of you and they, they're effusive with their um, praise, then you can, you can feel better about yourself. You know, somebody says, I like that outfit you're wearing today. Depending on who says it, how they say it, the tone... Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. So again, it's words. Um, I guess I'm I'm concerned about if words matter, then they should matter always. They shouldn't matter only when certain people say them. Okay? So think about that. Do words always matter or do they only matter when they're said by somebody you like or admire or if they're said by somebody you don't like or despise or do not, do not admire. If it's the same words, does it matter? Same tone, same words. Is that okay? If you like the person and you agree with the person and they say those words, yes. If you dislike that person and they say those words, no. Okay? I, I want to give you an example of something I'm talking about. So let me let me play this clip here. You see this turn out here? You ain't seen nothing yet. Women are going to control their bodies no matter how they try and stop us. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. Women will be in control of their bodies. And if they think black women are intimidated or afraid, they got another thought coming. Black women will be out in droves. We will be out by the thousands. We will be out by the millions. We're going to make sure we fight for the right to control our own bodies. Thank you. Hello. 
So that was um, Representative Maxine Waters from California, uh, right after the overturning the Dobbs uh, Supreme Court ruling uh, overturning Roe versus Wade. If you listen to what she said, we are going to fight for the right to control our bodies. Think think about that for a second. Um, I'm confused on some things. Um, You have control over your body. You had control over what, not in every situation. I I recognize there there are crimes that are committed that, cause you not to have uh, control over your body. Um, there are extenuating circumstances um, that may not allow you to have control over certain things that happen in your body. But for the vast majority of, of women who get pregnant, you made a choice to engage in an act that may get you pregnant. The, the, men, the man did as well. Both parties engaged in an act that would could lead to pregnancy. So the only sure way not to get pregnant is not to engage in that act. Okay? So you had control. Again, we're not talking about rape victims. We're not talking about incest. We're not talking about uh, medical conditions that preclude uh, safe delivery of a, of a child. I'm talking about consensual uh, relations with a man, between a man and a woman. You had control. So to say we're fighting for the right to control our bodies, you did. You had that right. What you don't have the right, because it was never a right. That's the, that's the part that I think is, is phenomenal. The Supreme Court took away a constitutional right spoken by somebody who does not know what the Constitution says because there's nothing in the Constitution or any of the amendments which says abortion at any point, is okay, is, is a right. Um, the rights are enumerated in the, in the document. Um, just because you call something a right doesn't make it a right. Uh, we hear basic human right. Internet is basic human right. No, it's not a right. It's not required to exist. So therefore, it's not a right. Um, and the ability to have an abortion in all 50 states was not a right. The Supreme Court created the ruling out of thin air, as we all knew, even the proponents of the Roe decision knew that it was created out of thin thin air. So all the Supreme Court did was send it back to the states. You've heard this regurgitated ad nauseum at this point, so I'm not retreading any ground you don't already know about. My point is, you have control, and for Maxine Waters, she's in California, Abortion is still legal in California. So what are you fighting for? You are a representative from California. You're not a representative of the United States. You're a representative of California. In your state, it's legal. You know, <clears throat> many states it's legal. Um, I, I think words mean something, but you heard some other words there, which were, we're, we're going to defy the Supreme Court. Now, we can go all the way back to Marbury versus Madison, and I'm not going to regurgitate that case because you should look it up if you don't understand what that means. The Supreme Court can come down with a ruling, but it doesn't, they have no way to enforce the ruling. 
Okay, that's that's the big rub about the Supreme Court. They have no police force to enforce whatever they rule. This is our ruling. It's expected that the uh, executive branch will enforce the rule, but if they choose not to, <laughs> then they choose not to. Now, we have, since Marbury versus Madison, we have basically, when the Supreme Court says it, uh, we go along with it. Um, we've done that with Roe versus Wade. That became the de facto oversight rule of this country for 49 years. Um, but this sends it back to the states. Now, I personally would like to see that changed in every state, but it doesn't mean it's going to be. Um, the, there are states where it will, because it's a state issue, will remain legal up to whatever time frame they choose, the state legislature chooses and the governor signs. That's true. Um, does it give you, is it a federal rule? No. Um, the codifying in Congress, my understanding would be you can sign a law that the Congress can pass it. They could, uh, Biden could sign it and it becomes law. It will be most likely challenged at some point, more than likely go to the Supreme Court. I can't see how it would be upheld as constitutional since it's still not in the Constitution. You know, you, you, you can write a law, you can pass the law, but it doesn't make it constitutional. Uh, so there would be some time frame where it would be still legal if that, if that were to happen um, before the Supreme Court would rule on it, which maybe it's another 49 years. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but it would be something you'd have to say, it's, where is it in the Constitution? What are the grounds that we struck this other one down that didn't have grounds, didn't exist in the Constitution? I, I'm not a lawyer, so maybe they could come up with something that would be, who knows, um, somehow skirt that issue. But the point is, words have meaning, and when you say we're going to resist, we're not going to follow what you said, okay? Now, when Roe came out, came out, there weren't, people were upset on the other side and didn't want abortions, but there weren't protests. There weren't people running around. Now, I'm not saying there was no protest. Uh, a lot of, especially in the late 70s, early 80s, there was a lot of protests at Planned Parenthood, uh, some abortion doctors were killed. You know, nothing positive came from that. But you don't, you didn't see the mass um, elected officials flaunting the Supreme Court. What they privately held, including Joe Biden, I might add, when it came out, when that ruling came out, he disagreed with it. He disagreed with it for decades uh, until he agreed with it. You know, whatever. Um, but this is something words matter. Because words, as we've been told, can lead to actions. Words lead to actions, or can. So James Hodgson shot up the congressional softball game, shooting Republicans, specifically Steve Scalise. Uh, that's, that words led to that. You have Maxine Waters saying, we're going to defy the Supreme Court. It's an AOC doing the same thing. You had uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot saying, F. Clarence Thomas. Now, 
Clarence Thomas didn't write the decision. Uh, he concurred, but he didn't write it. That was Samuel Alito. Uh, Brett Kavanaugh seems to have been singled out for some of this with his attempted assassination and, and harassment at uh, Morton Steakhouse. But it's it's as though I don't like what you've decided, so therefore I shouldn't have to abide by it. Um, and, and it comes down to, from from my perspective, whether it's Roe versus Wade, whether it's gun laws, whether it's the EPA, it doesn't matter, the three big ones that came out uh, two weeks ago. Progressives have a feeling that government overreach is fine and justify the means. doesn't matter how we get there as long as we get there. doesn't matter that it's constitutional. doesn't matter that it's extra legal. doesn't matter that it makes sense. As long as we get to the way we think it should be and you have to go along with it, that's fine. But when you take away rights, and I use rights in quotes because this isn't rights, overreach shouldn't be permitted even if it isn't constitutional. That's the point. If it's not constitutional, which we've all agreed to abide by, the president takes an oath of office agreeing to abide by the Constitution. Not saying, I will flaunt the Constitution whenever it suits my purposes because my caucus says I need to do this. That's not how this is supposed to work. If the Constitution doesn't back up what you're doing, then it doesn't have any value. It no longer carries any weight. The words on that page no longer matter. So words do matter if we all agree to play by the same rules. But that's not what's happening. This isn't what's going on in our country right now. We ratchet up the rhetoric on both sides. Both sides will ratchet up the rhetoric for whatever purposes they want. Uh, gun laws. It's okay to not have some control over my body, but you can't, the states can't tell you what to do for, with a gun. These are people who didn't read the law, purposely didn't tell you what it actually said, what the ruling meant, uh, or the EPA. Don't care about the environment. What, what the EPA ruling basically said was you can't just have non-elected officials make up whatever they feel like and then just do whatever they want because they're in the, in the roles that write the rules. That's not how that works. You can't just do whatever you feel like because you feel like it. Gun laws. You can't say you can have a gun, but you can't have a gun because social media, that's the next one coming in New York, but you can't do this because, you know, we don't like you and I don't like your politics, so therefore you can't have a gun. Can't have a gun outside your home. You know, that, that, was the whole, that was the whole argument. So I can possess a gun, I just can't take it outside my home. So if I'm planning to do something illegal, taking the gun outside my home, probably not the reason to keep me. It's not going to keep me from doing what I'm going to do. Um, you, you hear gun violence goes up. Uh, nothing seems to stop people to do these things. I'm not trying to rehash all that. The point is, if the words of the Constitution mean something, then they should mean something for everyone. You don't get to change the rules because you feel like it. Because I don't like the rules. I don't like what it means I can't do. You know, if, you, if you're a parent, you recognize your children have to have limits. The children don't seem to like the limits, but in the end, they seem to respect the limits. Most children. Because they recognize somebody's watching out for them and they're putting rails along the side of life, uh, at least until I'm an adult and make my own decisions. That's the important part. We put guidelines and barriers to keep dictators 
from coming to power, from doing whatever they feel like, you know, which you'll hear from the progressive caucus, let's say the Democratic Party, is that it's okay for us to do this. Harry Reid nukes the filibuster. Okay. That's because he wanted something. He got rid of it. He was in charge. He got rid of it. Never really thinking down the road to what happens if we're not in charge. Oh, look, it doesn't work for us. We need the filibuster. We need the filibuster. And as soon as they don't get what they want, we don't, the filibuster should be gotten rid of. We need to get rid of that. It's an antiquated piece of, piece of uh, old school direction. That's the point. If you don't set rules, if you don't have words that matter, if the words we all agree on matter, then they all matter. You can't pick and choose the ones you want to matter versus the ones you don't want to matter. In its totality, the Constitution and all the amendments that go with it are the laws effectively governing this country and then ruled on by the Supreme Court. Um, I'm tired of hearing about activist judges with these three rulings that came out two weeks ago. All this went back to the states. It, it, it limited government. It didn't increase government. It didn't make stuff out of thin air um, as Roe versus Wade did. It said the states have these rights. They are enumerated in the Constitution. Now, you're not going to hear that from a lot of mainstream media people. They'll, they'll talk about your rights being taken away and things being removed. But that's what the Constitution is. We don't live in that country right now. We live in a country, unfortunately, where we dial up the rhetoric, we demonize the other side because it somehow makes us correct. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. When we dial up the rhetoric, we harm our democracy, I believe. So I don't care which side of the aisle you're on, if you continue to demonize the other side, don't be surprised when your side seems, sees the other side as less than human, less than worthy of um, just basic human decency. That's what this leads to. When you're, when you're angry and you scream and yell and foment um, anger towards everybody else, guess what? If, if, if Maxine Waters doesn't have to abide by the Supreme Court, why do I? If AOC doesn't have to abide by the Supreme Court's ruling, why do I? If, if I don't like your law, I'm just not going to enforce it. We have immigration laws that certain cities in this country do not enforce because they don't agree with them. Well, see, that's not where I come from. The law is the law. Now, if you don't like the law, you can work to change it but you don't get to decide which laws you enforce and which laws you don't enforce. That's not how this is supposed to work. If, if we are a country of laws, and I've heard every president, including Joe Biden, say that, except when he wants to do something and change the rules, whether it's evictions or uh, student loan repayments or non-payment, uh, abortion, or whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do whatever I can. I'm going to use the power of the federal government to do what. I want what my people want. That is not how the, this, this should work. This is not why uh, this, the American Revolution was fought. This is not why the Civil War was fought. This is not why any war was fought in this country, foreign or domestic. And yet, 
you hear people doing this. Donald Trump was a lot of things, um, but he didn't, he didn't have that same cachet. He, he had limits. Now, he didn't like the limits. If you listen to Cassidy Hutchison, he wanted to reach across the giant secret service vehicle and take the steering wheel because, you know, that's what people do. I'm sure he was upset on January 6th. I'm sure he was angry. I'm sure he wanted to do certain things. I don't believe for a second that one, one army is reaching across to grab the steering wheel and choking out a Secret Service agent with the other arm. I, I don't believe that. So when you tell me things like this, I have to believe that you don't understand what words mean because that's not, that's not plausible. It, it's got to be plausible or you got to have some actual evidence, not somebody's secondhand or thirdhand retelling of something that may or may not have happened. Um, I, I need more. So words matter but they should matter for all. I think actions speak louder than words at times, and I think that's, I've said that before. But the words have to matter every time for everyone. And we have agreed to, be a, to abide our, our lives under these words. There's a process to change the Constitution if you don't like exactly how it's running. Now, it's a high bar because you shouldn't be able to just randomly change what you want just because you got 51% of the, the votes. It does require a lot more effort. And the framers knew that. They knew that people would want to change things. And the whims of the government in power at the time may dictate certain things that we don't necessarily want. So uh, I'm, I'm suspicious that this is happening now because the Democrats in, party, in power in, all th- in both houses, the House and the Senate, and the presidency, and still complaining about the Republicans not going across the aisle to help them, help do what's good for the American public. Well, you're in charge. So be in charge. Be the adults. We were told the adults are back in charge. Be the adults. Do something about the problem if you think you can, if you have a solution, if you have a plan, not a secret plan, not, not, not a secret plan for inflation, as we were told the other day, an actual plan. Um, and I think you need to, to deal with the words of your, of your party. You can't have elected officials out there defying the third branch of government for or against. I mean, if this was a Republican congressperson saying this, I would say the same thing. You cannot defy it, it, it delegitimizes the government when you say we don't have to abide by that because I don't like I don't like what they did. It's not fair. That's not right. Okay, work to change it. Do what you need to do legally, and if that happens, then you get what you want, and somebody else doesn't get what they want. But you don't get to defy it and then say it's okay. It's okay to protest in front of um, judges' houses, which it isn't. It's illegal. There's actual laws against it. It's not okay to harass um, family members of those judges. It's not okay to harass them in a public restaurant. It's a public restaurant. They are public figures. But everybody else in the restaurant shouldn't be harassed because you don't like them. You know, when's the last time when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was alive? Did people go protest in front of her house? Did they go to the restaurant she was at? No. But you hear this constantly mobilized. Protest is an American tradition. No, it isn't. People protest for valid reasons, not because I don't like something, not because this is whatever. 
This is the problem with our country where we think it's okay to go out and be literally violent to others. We think that's okay. It is not. Respect your fellow human being. You can disagree with your neighbor, but don't demonize your neighbor because they happen to have voted for the other candidate. Okay? Maybe they have a valid reason. Maybe you should talk to them and actually ask them, why did you do that? Maybe you might find that that person isn't as evil as you're led to believe, one way or the other. I had neighbors who had Biden signs out. I didn't vote for Biden, but they had signs out. I asked them, why? And the gentleman gave me his reason. It was very reasoned and rational. I disagreed with it, but we had a conversation. We didn't yell at each other and scream, how could you do that? How dumb are you? None of that. Name calling doesn't get results. People get defensive when they get called names. And somehow you think this is effective at convincing them that you're right. Isn't that crazy? I scream at you, I yell at you, and somehow I'm going to change your mind. Yes, I'm sure that will work. Never. That will never, ever actually work. But keep trying that, and I'm sure you'll see different results if you keep doing it. Be, be reasonable to your neighbors. Be reasonable to your coworkers. They can have differences of opinion. I think that's great. Let's talk about it. Let's have a discussion. I may not convince you. You may not convince me, but my, my, I might moderate my position based on your discussion. I might never totally agree with you, but I might say, yeah, I can see, I can see your point there that maybe this would be better if it was this. Um, you know, give and take a little bit. You know, I, I, everything isn't black and white. Now, I grew up thinking everything was black and white. It was not. There's a lot of gray, you know, and, and that's the reality of life. Everything isn't clear cut all the time for everything. It just isn't. But it doesn't mean you can't have civil discussion. Where did that go? Where did the civil discussion go? And I mean, I'm not saying it was always here because it wasn't. Duels and fights and honor. Yeah, it, there's always been that hopped up macho garbage out there. But have you ever thought about just being civil to each other? See how that gets you. You may not always agree, but at least you're civil. You can wave to your neighbor. You can say hello. You can hang out at the, at the picnic. You, you, you can just be human beings. I'll bet you have more in common with your neighbors than you think. Maybe not every one of them, but I'll bet you have more in common with some of them than you think. Simply based on your politics, you believe that might not be possible. It is. It's very possible. So go out there. Words matter. Your words, elected officials' words, the words of the Constitution, the words of the Declaration of Independence, words matter. So be careful when you use them because you, you never know when they can be turned, about, or turned around back on you. Um, that would make, make a very uncomfortable situation for some people. So that's what I had to say today. I just wanted to share that with you. If you have questions, you have comments, please let us know. Um, I'd, I'd love to respond if there's something specific, but just go out there and be nice to each other for once. Okay? Thanks for joining me. I'm Chad. Good night. production.